Welcome to Nunia Business Podcast, episode 47, Ghosted, with your hosts, Becca and Megan. Well, it's been almost a year since we last got together to chat like this, and a lot has happened. In today's episode, we're catching up on what we've been watching and listening to for the last 12 months, along with some big changes in our personal lives. We hope you forgive us for disappearing for so long. We've missed you. Just think of it as one of our favorite drama tropes, a time jump. Maybe we just say... One year later. One year later. All right, are you ready? Let's just do it. You start us off. Ready? Let's do it at the same time. I'll count to three. Okay. One, two, three. One year, One year later. <laughs> we can't even do that together. Should we go over time? <laughs> yeah, ready? One, two, three. One, One year, year later. It's later. Oh, do you have a delay? I think that I, yeah, I hear you with the delay, maybe. Oh, I am Which, saying honestly, this is pretty funny, so I say we just do it like that. All right, let's just do it. So it's been a while. It's been a year, almost a year, not quite. Almost a year, not quite. I guess we can, um, when, you, when you last left us, dear listeners, I was... Looking if for there a job. are any of you left. If there are any of you left, I was unemployed and looking for a job. I just moved to Chicago. I was watching a lot of TV. Becca had three children and had just started so a new job. Changed. Yeah, a lot has changed in a year, and we did not plan on taking a year-long hiatus. Life just kind of caught up with us in 2019. So Megan, tell us what has changed in your life in the last year. Let's update everybody real quick. Let, okay. So we did not mean to ghost you. No, friends. totally unintentional. And we talked many times like, hey, when are we going to do this again? And it just was hard. It's been hard. Um, partially because I was job hunting and that was rough. I was also, my brother and I have mentioned, we're um, working on selling some creative projects. So I was back and forth to LA a lot last year. Uh, did not sell anything. So that update is moot. But then I did get a job in October, and that's exciting. My commute is very long. I work downtown Chicago, and I do not live downtown Chicago. So as Becca knows, and as anybody who I've been talking to on social media or through email knows, I am still kind of a hot mess trying to work that out. But that's what's new with me. My life is different now. I am employed. Uh my updates are a little different. So come last January, uh, we did podcast once or twice. We and did. then I was taking off for sunny Palm Springs uh, for a big work trip. And I got home and um, realized that I was expecting again, number Woo-hoo. child number four. Yes, it was planned, everybody. Yes, it was with my husband. It didn't happen in Palm Springs. Um, but the, the super fun thing nobody tells you when you are a young woman is that pregnancy is very difficult. And uh, for the fourth time, I had hyperemesis. So I was throwing up sometimes 20 plus times a day, every single day for months on end. And so it was very, very difficult to plan it. I couldn't even be like, Hey Megan, I don't think I'm going to throw up today. Let's podcast. So well, and it was like, just uh, really hard. It wore you out too, because I feel like you would, so you have a really long commute to your job 
and you would yeah. get home and it would you'd be like I can't I'm just dead tired it was like it it wears your body out yeah I would get home at like six and by 6 30 I would be in bed like my husband would normally help me eat dinner real quick and then he would take care of the rest of our kids and I would go to bed at 6 30 so I could wake up super early and go to work again the next day it was exhausting guys and then the real fun thing is when it finally started to get better I found out I had gestational diabetes, which is this really awesome type of diabetes that only happens when you're expecting a child. So then I had to go through that whole process of pricking my finger four times a day and figuring out if I needed insulin and really counting every single thing that I ate, every calorie, every carb. Um, For all of you who have any diabetes in real life, type one or type two, my hat is off to you because that is something that I was very happy that I could get rid of as soon as the baby was born. But the good news is right when Megan got hired, I had a baby. So then I (laughs) had free time and Megan didn't. So I had my fourth baby. Yeah. Healthy little boy. He's awesome. And you can go to my Instagram. It's at who arted photo and see beautiful pictures of him. He's a blessing to our family, but it's funny too, because we talked about how he's like the calmest, sweetest, cutest, like chillest baby ever. And so you, you were like, I'd rather just suffer for nine months and be sick and miserable. And then have this like little angel who's so well behaved yes. for like, the actual baby. And it's true because I used to refer to him in not so nice terms, like the little demon, because he was like <laughs> eating her away. But now I take it all back because he's just the cutest, sweetest baby. He is seriously, I heard him cry once. I've heard him cry one time. He and it was best. after a holiday thing and it was late and I wanted to cry too. So I didn't even blame yeah. him. It, he's been great. And the good thing about uh, gestational diabetes is I actually am way skinnier now than before I got pregnant. I was I weighed less nine months pregnant than I weighed before I got pregnant. So that's insane. I guess that's a good thing. I'm not really sure, but God. it's hard. I just making a, think, making a human being is hard business. Yeah, and the, all the commercials, it's like soft lullabies and ladies in form-fitting linen dresses looking all happy, but really it's yeah. horrifying. Just chaos, social media when you're expecting. I was like, these are lies. You are yeah, all seriously. lying. I'm, I'm so thankful to have friends like you and some of my other friends who've gone through pregnancy one or more times who are, are like very honest about the experience and that like, yes, it's incredible and wonderful and like truly a privilege to be able to have a baby um, and care for it and everything. But it's also like super hard and drains you and is not like this nonstop, you know, Pampers commercial. Right. You think it well, is. It's tied into K-dramas. What is that wonderful K-drama? The Go Back Couple. It portrays motherhood very well in one of the first episodes because she's like covered in throw up and she's just trying to get outside with her child and take them for a walk. And she's looking around and comparing herself to all those beautiful women walking around who will put together with their lives. Right. It's just like this is this is a very accurate portrayal of what motherhood can be. I, sometimes. Love that scene. I can see it so vividly, too, because it was really like, a, oh, man. You, she's so it good which I'm going to talk about her later because basically what we're going to do today now that you've heard what has been going on in our personal lives we're going to talk about our K-drama and K-pop lives which have still been fairly active even though we haven't Very been very active about it and um, it was actually like a massively exhausting year I would say as far as K-pop goes specifically um, and K-dramas too. And I'm really picking up a couple now that I'm really into. So I don't, I don't know where we should start, Becca. What do you think? 
Um, how about how about is it okay if we jump in and we talk about the shows we watched while we've been gone here? Yes, because I, I have a beef with you that I've picked before and I'm gonna pick again. Uh oh. So once I finally started feeling well, like April, May of last year, I was like, Megan, I really think I would like to watch a show and I want it to be like not super lovey dovey, <laughs> but you know, like just just throw a show at me. And Megan's like, you should watch Come and Hug Me. Now keep in mind. <laughs> We weren't talking on the phone or podcasting regularly, so this was mostly through text. And there Mm -hmm. could be, you know, when you the tone and inflection is gone. I can't tell when you're being sarcastic and when you're not sometimes. And I think you meant to say like you'll really like it, and that's pretty much all you said. And it's called "Come and Hug Me." So I'm thinking this is going to be a light, fun rom-com. I settled down. I was so ready to just dive back into the K-drama world. It is anything but light and fluffy. And I was like, what has Megan gotten me into? Which I should have like prefaced that recommendation with. I've only seen the first episode. <laughs> of course you had. <laughs> but but it did seem like a Becca drama to me because the farther in I got, I was like, oh, this is not for me. And I think I made this it through like episode friend. three and then I quit because I was like, nope, can't do this. Oh, no, no, no. It was the, okay, spoiler alert. It was the episode where was like, there was like the dungeon for dogs. Yes. And I was well, like. That was one of the first few episodes. Yeah. So the show oh, basically is about, again, children that share a horrible childhood trauma together. Mm-hmm. But then the girl goes on to grow up and become a famous actress, which I feel like is a big trope anyway. Yeah. And um, the boy grows up and he's a police officer. But it it has to do with his father murdering her whole family, basically. It is not like a... I feel like... It's not like the girl who smells crime. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like a serious, they show he is blood true. and the murder scene. And it's chilling. a true crime like, crime. crime, yeah. Is- chilling because I I did make it to when they were in the flashbacks of him like on Christmas Eve or whatever it is coming to to like kill them all I never got as so far as to figure out why he felt the need to kill them all was he just crazy uh yeah he was just kind of crazy if I remember correctly that was the first show I watched when I started feeling better so I've watched so many in between then and now I can't really remember the reason but I don't remember it sticking out to be any sort of good reason to want yeah, to kill a whole family. I, I just couldn't keep going and the funny thing is while I was unemployed I, I was um like pretty down a lot of the time and so I found myself not really gravitating towards shows that were like light and fluffy because that I wasn't relating to that tone <laughs> so I was watching so many murdery serial killer shows like American shows that that was the tone that I liked. So Come and Hug Me should have been a slam dunk for where I was, like, tonally in my life. But I couldn't do it. I, I will say, it. I loved it. I thought it was a great show. I remember I you just, really liked it. And I heard it. it I talked to a ton of people thrown. who really liked it. Quite thrown. I did not think it was going to be what it what it was. So I if you're looking for a light, fun rom-com, Come and Hug Me is not it. Yeah, never judge a K-drama by the title. Never. That's number yeah. one rule of K-dramas. Um, but speaking of fun murdery shows, there is a fun murdery show that I just watched, which I know came out a while ago, but I'm catching up on all this. Uh, he is Psychometric. That's been on a lot of lists of the year, like must-watch of the year. I haven't, I have not seen it. I don't even really know what it's about. Is he a psychic? Oh my What's gosh. 
Well, basically, it's like he can use the power of touch, so he can touch an object and like see its past. So he has oh. friends who are detectives, and they'll bring him into a crime scene and have him touch, you know, a dead body or touch a murder weapon or touch a door where there's blood, and he can kind of get glimpses of what happened. He can't see everything, okay. but he gets enough where he can help them fill in pieces of the puzzle. So but it's genius. Like... Got seven, and it's. Yeah. Amazing! The whole cast is so good, and I don't know. People are really unhappy with the ending. It didn't bother me. I kind of, I thought it, I thought well, it went well. That's like a theme with you and me. People get mad about endings of shows, and we're like, but why? It seems fun. Not okay. everything in life gets to be wrapped up neatly or fairly. I thought it ended appropriately for, oh, no. for I crimes just that had been committed. An entire show, and I'm blanking on the name. Oh, I watched where the, where the camellia blooms with Gangyo Jin. Oh, yeah. And um, I didn't watch the last episode again. I made it all the way to the end, and I still haven't watched the last episode. I haven't done that in a really long time, and I've, like, started my streak again. But that has a serial killer in it. There are so many serial killer shows. There's so many. Well, and I have one more thing I have to talk about really quick. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of went on a Lee Zong Wook streak because I watched Touch Your Heart, which I thought was super fun and, you know, enjoyable, uh, but then I watched, because I could not get enough of him, I was like, I'm going to watch any other shows that are available. And there's a show called Hotel King. Oh, yes. Which is over 30 episodes. These episodes are over an hour. So if you need some of him in your life, this is a good show for you. It's, insa it's insane. It's like Boys Over Flowers. Insane. It's, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just constant whose child is this, who murdered who, like there's this one overarching murder for 30 some episodes. And then it's just this tangled web of infidelity and children who aren't sure who their real parents are. It's, it's, and they're all trying to save this hotel and it, it doesn't make sense, but it's wicked fun. And I don't know if anybody is really obsessed, I guess I would say go watch it, but when definitely my one of those shows where I'm like, I'm only watching this for a little more of him. And that's the whole reason I'm here. When my mom was watching it, uh, can you hear the car alarm? <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. It's not bad. It's fine. When stuff like, hey, what's going on in the show? And she'd be like, I don't really know. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, that sounds good. She's like, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm just, I like it, though. And I was like, cool. Sounds good. Your mom so, and I agree on almost all those shows. And she has watched like 14 times the number of shows that I have this year, as always. Um, you both, I think you've beat me too. I, I had a lot of trouble. I started a lot of shows and did not get very far into a lot of them. But um, one show that I think would fit into this conversation that I did finish, that is the most bonkers weird show I've ever seen in my entire life, that I think everyone should watch just so that I have more people to talk to about it, is the last empress it was like okay so i have seen that on vicky yeah but i have not i have not just jumped in yet i can't bring myself to do it it's so dumb and so great like the plot <laughs> twists are so ridiculous shin sun rock the guy the bad guy from my love from the stars from another star is in it and it's like you never know if he's good or bad and then oh what's the guy's name 
the second lead from um, the Jang Nara show where she has the baby. That's so many shows. I'm not sure. Oh, Fated to Love You? Fated to Love You. Fated to Love You. She doesn't have a baby. Spoiler, dog poopy dies. Remember? No, there's a time jump. There's a time jump. Oh, there is a time jump. Yes, I forgot. You're correct. I don't have multiples. Yeah, they have like triplets or something. Classic South Korean couple. Yeah, and they, they, so it's him and he was great. I'm so sorry I'm blanking on his name. He's so famous and I love him. But he, like, got another job after the show was supposed to end, and they extended the the run of the show, so they had to, like, write him off the show. But he was the lead, so then it becomes very confusing about, like, who, it's, Becky, you have to watch it. It's so nuts. It's full of evil women, just purely evil, horrible women that you would just hate so much. And that whole concept just makes me so mad. But then I just couldn't stop watching it. I watched it so fast. It was back in like February, March last year when we had like negative 50 degree weather, mm-hmm. which is true. I'm not exaggerating. It was with the wind chill. It was like negative, what, 40 degrees. It was like insane. It's it was a bunch of records. It doesn't sound. I don't want to brag. We're pretty cold-hearted here in the Midwest. (laughs) We don't like the sun, that's for sure. So it was really cold, and I had nowhere to go, so I just sat and watched that show, and every episode, I was just like, this this couldn't get nuttier, but just wait. It does get nuttier and nuttier. And so that was one of the ones I finished. I can't believe I finished it, honestly. Did we watch Um, any shows this year? Do I have any what? Did you and I watch any of the same shows this year? I don't think we watched any of the same shows this year. I don't but think so. I do either. want to give two quick shout outs to some tea dramas out there. Everybody should stop what you're doing and go yeah. watch Before We Get Married because I was obsessed with that show. I think I watched it four times in a row from start to finish. And maybe it's a terrible show and I'll regret that decision someday. But right now I stand firmly by it. I think it's no fantastic. No the actor and actress are phenomenal. So good. The storyline is a little crazy. The first episode I was like, what is happening? So a little bit of a spoiler, but I had already texted Megan this. I was like, I'm watching a show where this guy is like, all of a sudden he just sees this girl and he's like obsessed with her. And next thing you know, they're at a party and he chains her up to a bed and just leaves her in the room. And it's like this weird hookup party. It was bonkers. But if you can get through that, the rest of the show was so entertaining and so fun. And you're just constantly like, why are you making such poor decisions to both of them? That sounds like this trope that I keep seeing in fan fiction that I don't know a lot about, but I keep seeing it as a tag is like, ugh, I'm going to say this wrong, Yandere or Yandera or something, Y-A-N-D-E-R-E, where it's like a character who's obsessed with the other character in a very troubling way, but it's like, romantic question mark why do you fall for that that's assault that's a crime you can't be obsessed and stalk somebody no it's not cool it's not good it's bad for some reason gosh darn it it makes great television (laughs) I mean that's the thing it's like you can't I would say and I've never read or seen 50 shades of gray but to me that's how that seemed too where he's like really possessive and scary and mean but she's like into it 
I mean, it makes great entertainment. It does. But along those lines, for those of you who have Netflix, that actor is now in a new Netflix original show called Triad Princess, which is super fun. So again, he's a famous, you know, actor in the show, which he's a famous actor in real life. And the lead actress is like a, from a gang. Her dad's like the leader of like a, the mob basically. And so his agency hires her to be his body or to be his girlfriend's bodyguard because she's also a famous actress. Well, then of course she ends up, you know, she's obsessed with him and they meet and it's a whole thing. And this is so important. If you do love K dramas or any other dramas from Asia at all, this is a Netflix original. This is a second one they've done where they speak Mandarin. And it's kind of important because if it doesn't do well on Netflix, they're kind of looking at maybe not doing as many originals so um i've read several articles where it's like this show is so important it does it's so important that the show does well so at least go check it out i think it's super fun there's only 12 six episodes i'm not sure there's only a few episodes out the first half is out the second half is not so if you don't like cliffhangers maybe wait a while i'm not sure when the second part is coming out but um i think it's crazy fun it's such a fun show and he's I hate to bring it back to looks, but guys, he's the most handsome man alive. So Since you told me about it. that show, I've seen a ton of people mentioning it on social media, like a ton. So I'm going to watch that one. It sounds it's right so up my Megan, I think it's such a Megan show. It's just it light like it. and funny. And yeah. The, you had me with the premise of like, she's the bodyguard. Like that switcheroo is fun. It's so fun. And she, it's Eugene Luke. Lou, I think is how you pronounce her name. Um, but she was the lead in Behind Your Smile, which I also loved. Oh. And she's just like, she actually took combat classes to to learn how to do certain moves for the show. It's so fun. And then the the lead is Jasper Lou. Oh, I yes, yes. I name, know him. So handsome. And the rest of the cast, like the guy that plays her dad, the mobster, he's so fun. And oh, just go watch it. I'm really having a good time. I can't wait to watch the rest of them whenever they're finally released. That's um I'm that's interesting about the Netflix original thing because I guess I didn't realize cuz sometimes they'll brand things as like a Netflix original but they they aren't they didn't make it, you know what I mean? Mhm. And so I didn't realize that this was they were actually like invest invested in it. They seem to be pretty invested. Cool. I don't remember. They did release one other one and it did not do well wasn't it that man to man was it that korean one man to man um no i don't think so it's one where they actually speak mandarin they don't speak oh korean. i see i see okay um but it was i don't know it was not as well I, I i did not watch it i guess i didn't realize that it was out there so mm-hmm. um, the only reason i knew this one's out there is because i'm obsessed with the lead actress and the lead actor so i saw it on their bios and was like i need to take a look at this i mean you are good at finding tea dramas i I need to watch more. I oh, love them. Love them, love them, love them. Okay, but let's get to the real reason why Megan wanted to podcast today. What's been happening in your K-pop world? I am so far behind. All I can say is Winter came to Chicago right when I found out I was pregnant. It was on my vision board to go see them. So I know I wasn't mad I was pregnant, but I was like, come on, they're here and I can't even go see them. And then this year, 17 is in Chicago in like a week and I'm not going to be able to go see them. So oh, are they really? 
the K-pop gods are smiling upon me and I'm not able to take advantage of this, but... Well, okay. the bad thing is clearly more groups are coming to Chicago, so that's a much closer trip for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to be honest. I continued to fall down the BTS rabbit hole in a way that even I didn't think I could get deeper than I was a year ago. But I'm like full on stand tweet, like the the scary parts of the fandom <laughs> at this point to a place where I'm like, Sometimes I feel like I know too much, like I have too much information, but I am like wholly consumed by my love of BTS. Uh, But that's partially because they also did a crap load of stuff this year and it was hard to, even without a job, I had trouble keeping up with it because it was just like one thing. I should say BTS came to Soldier Field. Yes. In May. Mm -hmm. We both had tickets. Yep. I was throwing up too much to go. Yep. I was able to sell the tickets for face value to a listener of our show who got to yeah. go. It worked I hope out. she had a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got to go to both shows. I did. I went both nights. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that if you ever get an opportunity to see an outdoor concert in Chicago in May, bring lots of warm clothes and maybe a rain jacket. Yes, BTS commented about how it was the coldest show they'd ever done. <laughs> they said what they called it the only winter concert they've ever done. And it was May. <laughs> it was May. It was truly miserable weather, but it was worth it. it was they were both amazing shows. Uh, Jeff went to the first night with me, and then the list, I went with one of our friends from the podcast the second night. And um, yeah, it was great. I mean, it was what. It was great. I don't know what to say. We got the first night when Jeff and I went, we'd bought tickets and they were like the 100 level seats. When we got there, they were obstructed view. We couldn't see because there was like an equipment tent in front of us. So I went to an usher and told him and they moved us way over to the side, which was bad because we couldn't see the back part of the stage, but we were right by the thrust on the side. So the members were so close to us when they would come onto that thrust stage. It was like both terrifying and exhilarating. (laughs) And And Jeff took like um, a bunch of videos and put together a really cool montage of the performance because he sent it the next day and I felt like I was there. Yeah, it's really cool. He also got some good pictures off to share sometime um, because I was too freaked out to do anything useful. But it was they were both great shows. And I don't know. You've listened to the Persona, right? The album? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. I, the more I listen to it, the more I like it, I think. Um, I'm really into Dionysus. Dionysus. I still don't know how to say it. I, do the members know how to say it? Uh, I, mean, I need to listen. I feel like they they don't say the word out loud that often. <laughs> so I need them to say it so that I know. But it looks like that's going to be kind of part of their comeback concept. If last night's Golden Disc Awards performance is anything to do, if, if it's like indicative, because they had a bunch of videos with more Greek mythology stuff going on. So... The, the rumor is another comeback is imminent, but we'll see. Well, I was trying to update my husband on, over Christmas. You and I got to see each other. We don't, we never get to see each other anymore. We don't. Um, but I was trying to update my husband on what the members were doing and, and where they've been, what they've 
looking, you know, what they've been teasing to for next year. And I had mentioned uh, Jungkook's new look. Girl. So he did, the, he did the long hair for a while, which Megan could not get enough of. I was so into it. And then he recently has gotten a bunch of tattoos, which are they're keeping pretty secretive. I am dying to see them. <laughs> like, I am that fan that looks at all of the, when people post on Instagram, the blurry photos of his arm, like, maximized 500 times. I'm like, maybe I can decipher what it is if I just look at it long enough. <laughs> but I can't. He, he has been... It has been a trying and rewarding time to be a Jungkook fan. <laughs> because well, I my daughter was asking me, she overheard us, and she's like, why did he get tattoos? And she goes, do you think it's because you haven't podcasted and he didn't know what to do? <laughs> That's why he's not showing the tattoos. It's just the Nunia Business logo on his arm. <laughs> Man, I knew it. He's so obvious. It's just so obvious. <laughs> So yeah, Megan's no, been quite busy with the BTS this year. I have. It's been great and exhausting, but I've also been playing uh, the their game, their mobile game, like religiously. BTS World. How is it? It is so hard. <laughs> what do you do? Is it like like a Tamaguchi? Like, do you have to like feed them and stuff or oh god no because okay the last mobile game I played was this game called Nico Atsume where stray cats come into your yard and you have to care for them or they leave and I got legitimately stressed out about it and had to just like delete it because I was so stressed out about how these fake cats were so the idea with BTS world is you're their manager which is like wish fulfillment galore for me because growing up did I admit this already somewhere and somebody told me, like, don't, you shouldn't have admitted this in public. <laughs> I can't remember if I've already admitted this. Well, you've built it up now, so you have to admit it. My, like, fantasy, so I was an NSYNC fan when I was in junior high. A big one. And instead of fantasizing about being, like, Justin Timberlake's girlfriend or a member of the band or something, I used to daydream about being their manager and like touring with them and helping take care of them and like organizing their schedule. I just thought that that would be the the role I would naturally fill. Which no offense because I love you. <laughs> I don't see any of that as being your strong suit. No, I would hate it. It would be horrible. But that was my I like literally would form form these daydreams about it. And so that is what BTS World is. You go back in time, I forget why, to help BTS become a band. So you go back to 2013 before they formed and you have to like make them come together and then you have to help them debut. And it's it's just basically like a story game where there are little videos and storyboards and then in between challenges where you have all these different cards with the member's face on them and you have to like use the cards to reach a certain number of points and then that gets you to the next level. It's like dumb, but really addictively fun and also surprisingly difficult. But the really cuckoo bananas part is there's also another story missions where it's like the other side of the game where you, the idea is they never became BTS. So all seven members are living alternate universe lives. 
and I tweeted about this because I still can't get over it. The storylines are like, Jin has to become a hotel manager and help take care of a difficult guest. Yoongi has to overcome a stage fright and play the piano. Jungkook has to help form a Taekwondo club at his school. V has to take care of his parents' farm for a weekend. J-Hope uh, has to help a guy at an animal shelter take care of all these animals. Who, do, who am I forgetting? Jimin has to save Jimin. his grandmother's bakery. And RM has to find a missing little girl before she gets murdered. <laughs> what? Seriously, it's like these six adorable little storylines, and then RM has to stop a murder. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like casually playing along, and his storyline just gets darker and darker, and you're like, where is this going to go? And then when you reach a certain level, like the cliffhanger level, where you're like, is this girl going to die because of me? You have to wait until you've reached like a... You have to like collect these points to make your affinity with RM level 20 before you can go on and play it. And it took me months after this cliffhanger level to get to a point where I could come back and play it. It was exhausting, but they that got a little girl. I know it is insane, but, but like, that's the thing. It's, it's such a weird game and I'm not really even into computer games as such. But whatever the format just works for me, and I do not mind it at all. It's been surprisingly fun. Is this, are they like in-app purchases? I mean, do they come to you and they're like, the ransom for this little girl is $4,000. No. You have to do like an in-app purchase? No, no, no. So there are in-app purchases where if you want to like buy coins to buy stuff or buy cards, you can. But I have, so that's probably part of the reason it's taking me so dang long is because I haven't bought anything. I'm just going along like with a free gameplay. I also don't. I only use it on Wi-Fi, so I can only play it at really limited times. But it's, like, a fun way to unwind, and you get to look. Like, there are funny videos of the members, and it's just, like, cute and sweet, and, you know, it is what it is. There's a little too much math for me, I would say. But that's me. How is there math in this? With the cards. So they, they like, each card has four categories, and the, it's, like, empathy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, stamina that wisdom and something else and they're different levels and then you have to like like add up the different categories to figure out which cards will get you high enough points to like pass the level wow they're taking this to a whole new yeah. level i mean this this whole freaking thing has a soundtrack i mean this it's the bonkers. game has a soundtrack yeah have you did you listen to heartbeat and brand new day and uh all night and what's the other I one don't think so. oh girl I'm i got so stuff to out send of the you. loop i got stuff to send you you're gonna love it there's some there's some good jams on there i am gonna have to listen i i know that there was an app and a game but I I knew nothing about it I just knew that you were playing it and I was like she'll catch me up eventually so they released Persona and then a couple months later they released the game and they released all the music from the game then they've also released the Japanese singles for this year which Lights I think it was called Lights I I think I have I know a little bit about that yeah 
And they've just they've just been so busy. So there was all this music they released, plus the game. They performed on Saturday Night Live, which was awesome. There's been all these great, like, just they've released new run episodes. It's it's that that ongoing conundrum with BTS where there's almost too much content, but then I just want more and more and more because I'm a greedy, selfish jerk. But I can't even keep up with what I am getting. So, man. I know. Well, I have to dive in really quick that there one day um, the sum, over the summer, I was got back into like some K-pop music videos and my daughters and I have our nightly dance parties. And so I asked our Twitter friends, hey, what are your favorite like pet me up, you know, K-pop music videos? Like what have I been missing? And a couple of just fallen angels, they are here on earth to make my life better, suggested... <laughs> Um, the song Face by Woosung. Oh my goodness, guys. I don't know it. Go check out the music video. It is something else. This, well, first off, the song is amazing. And the bass line, you could like skip your way to Oz on this thing. It's like a beautiful yellow brick road that never stops thumping the whole time the song is on. And the song <laughs> is amazing. And I don't know anything about Woosung at all. I, they, I've been told that he's a member of the band called The Rose. Oh. Uh, don't know anything about them, unfortunately. But um, this is one of his solos, and it's fantastic. And the music video is so, it's so K-pop in that it's, like, bright, and it's almost, like, contradictory, where it's really bright one minute, and the next minute it's, like, dark and shadowy, and it looks like he's in a dungeon. And But Ooh. it's, it's, it's sexy. It's a, it's a, it's a hot jam, so... What's the song 10 called? out of 10 would recommend to go check it out. It's called Face. Face. I have not seen this. Ooh. Megan, I have oh. let you down. I have not seen it. I'll have to check it out. I um just got really into the new Red Velvet video for the song Psycho. Have you listened to that yet? I have. Yes. Have you seen the video? I have. So one thing that struck me about the video is I feel like the choreography especially in the chorus is really unlike a lot of girl group choreographies where it feels like almost like it could be female dancing or like male, a male group doing this choreography, which I really like it when female groups do more like athletic choreography, Yes, like a little more powerful choreography. And I think that's one thing. About Red Velvet that's here. Great. What'd you say? Just a little more androgynous. Yeah. I love it. It, I, I like watched it over and over just because I thought it was so cool and and different than what you usually see. And Red Velvet, that's why Red Velvet's great though. I feel like they mix it up so much. And although this has also been a big year for Mamamoo, yes, who I've been loving also lately. I it, honestly, I just feel like there's a whole, and I feel like we say it every year, but there the wave is getting taller as it comes yeah. to America I feel like it's more accepted um I I'm gonna be honest I kind of I don't really like it when people are like oh BTS paved the way it's like I don't know if that's necessarily true they're definitely helping I'm mm -hmm. not saying that but I feel like there's so many artists before them who have come and made such a great impression and it's just I think people are, are way more accepting that being said, I still get crazy looks from my relatives when I say I watch shows from South Korea or the song that my kids and I are singing right now is K-pop, which stands for Korean pop music. They still get weird looks, but um, for the most part, I feel like people are like, oh, did you hear this song? Or, 
uh, I had friends at work who were like, did you see that there was a group called black pink at Coachella this year? And I was like, yeah, they're a K-pop group. And they're like, what? Like they had no idea. So I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It definitely does feel more like not odd or unique or like almost in a way that I'm like, this is my thing back off everybody. But I did definitely have a relative try to bait me into uh, like getting upset about defending (laughs) K-pop at Christmas. And that made me insane. (laughs) Where it was like, is it one of our mutual relatives or no, no, no. Oh, okay. Thank goodness. No, 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 no. Nope. This was one of my blood relatives. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, one of those. Yeah. And it was just one of those things where he was, this is about BTS. And he's like, I just don't get it. Explain it to me. And I tried to say like, I don't think there's anything to explain. I mean, if you like, I don't really think that it's music that you would like, you know, like he's much older and not like into pop music. So to me, it was sort of like, you know, there's no reason to, it's okay that you don't don't understand it. It's fine. And then he was like, oh, you're being like, you know, that whole, like you're being hysterical. Like I just asked a question kind of thing. And I wanted to be like, please someone get me out of here. (laughs) I really don't want 2020 to start with violence. But it was it was the only I need time to this solve year. the murder. I need to not let RM get this girl I murdered. That's yeah, I have so much to do still. I have so much to do. So that was really the only time this year where I felt like people were like, "What? What is this? I don't get it." Because you're right. I do feel like it's so high profile right now, especially with like net. Like we were talking about Netflix and all their original stuff. There's so many more international shows in general but so many more shows from asian countries that it's like k dramas t dramas c dramas there you can't really log on without seeing something so i think people are just getting more familiar with it and that's great i think it's fabulous yeah let's all be a little more accommodating in 2020 a little more accepting if it's not for you, move along. There's plenty out there. That's how I feel. I, I don't need you to like it just because I do. That's cool. Chances right. are I don't like half the stuff you like. So. And that's okay. That's okay. Life We're all is- doing great, sweeties. <laughs> 2020 better be good because I do feel like 2019, just in general, not having to do with K-pop or K-dramas, I mean just in general, was an exhausting year. And I feel like everyone by the holidays was just tired and ready for it to be over. So hopefully 2020, we're all going to get our energy back and everything better. Yeah. I'm not throwing up. Let's do this. (laughs) It's a good year already. Uh, Any other things that you really want to catch up on today? No, I mean, there's, I guess, what are you watching right now? Uh, so right now, please don't make fun of me because I do this all the time. I started the show Melting Me Softly, Slowly. I not know that. Ji Chang Wook, you know it. Oh, Ji yeah. Ji Chang Wook, new yeah, show. Yeah. Oh, okay, I started that okay. We, You and I both were like, oh, man, this is a dark day. The day that we found out he was going to go into the military uh, enlist or whatever service and he was going to be gone for two years and it, it was rough. And he comes back and I'm so excited. And, you know, the second he gets out, there's all these advertisements with his face on it. And I'm, I'm so pumped for this new show. 
and I can't watch them as I come out because I'm too antsy. So I waited till the show was completely released. And every week I would watch the star rating drop, which is not a good sign on a brand new show. Ooh. And I think it got down to like 9.2 stars, which isn't terrible. No, that's um, I just, I can't, I'm having so much trouble getting through it. It's so slow for me. And you know what? I'm not even going to defend, I'm not even going to, whatever, fight me on this one. It's slow. And the whole show is just flashbacks of them. Yeah. So the whole concept is like, he has this TV show and they do bonkers things. It's like a entertainment show. And there's this one girl who's always like their number one contestant. And so he talks her into being frozen with him and they're supposed to be frozen for 24 hours. Well, something happens to the scientist. I mean, crazy concept, Megan. Only one scientist in the world knows how to unfreeze them. He didn't teach anybody else. It's just this one scientist. Well, of course, during that 24 hours, he gets into an accident and goes into a coma. And 20 years later, they wake up. So all their friends and family, the world has moved on. The world is 20 years older. And they wake up, them fresh-faced, just as they were the day they were frozen. And the whole show, I think I'm on episode four or five. I swear to you, half of every episode is just flashing back to them being frozen. And it's so old. I'm so over the flashbacks. I didn't even make it through the first episode because I had the same the same uh, issue where I just felt like, yeah, what's going on? Why hasn't anything happened yet? Uh, and so I was one of those that I kind of put aside thinking I would pick it up later and I still haven't. I feel like I've had that problem with so many shows this in the last year though, is where they're just so slow and I can't get into them because they take so long to get off the ground. And I, I don't know if I it's the restrictions of like 16 episodes or however many episodes they're, they, they're having to crank out, but maybe that's why I like the last Empress like I mean it was nuts but it was really fun but it's like 45 things happen every episode and they're all huge and I feel like maybe that's just what I I'm in the mood for now where it's like action 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 or at least like plot development a little faster because I I agree there it's just there's this whole list I did you watch search www no so I think I started like the first 10 minutes of that show and I was texting you and you were like, I didn't like it. You should just stop watching it. So I did. I I tried really hard with it and there were aspects of it that I love. Like there's this, the, she's like the supporting female lead is incredible, incredible character, great acting, wonderful, but it was just nothing happened. And when something happened, it was like, do I care that this just happened? I just did not get into it. And it was, it had so much promise because it was a Nuna romance and it was about prof- women, professional women and professional women competing with each other and like working together. It was, it was interesting, but then it just got where to the point I got pretty far in probably like 10 episodes or something. And I finally was like, meh, I just kind of drifted off, but it was another I romance. Want to like this. I don't know. I want to yeah. like this so bad. And you know me, once I watched the first episode of a show, I have to finish it. I you are won't let myself evil. just quit. So yeah. I'm just waiting. I don't know. I don't know. Supposedly this is a romance. And I don't feel romance anywhere. I don't feel romance with the couples <laughs> when they were in the past. I don't feel romance with the couple as a no. right now. I'm so, so confused. The I only saw the beginning of the first episode. So 
they hadn't been frozen yet. And it felt like Ji Chang Wook's character was really cold anyway. So he didn't, he was just kind of, from what I saw, a jerk and there was no personality there. So it seemed like it would be difficult for him to develop a romance with any character. But again, that's based on maybe 20 minutes of a show that I then was like, meh, nah, I'm going to move on. Well, so, I'm hoping it gets better. I don't know. I'm stick with it, but I'm not happy about it. <laughs> yeah, I um, I still want to start the new Hyunbin show where it's like a parachuting into North Korea show. The Wait, is that out? Yes, it is. <gasps> Crash landing in of love or something like that. I mean, oh, that's another like. I haven't heard anything about it. Are people watching it? Why my former boss this? texted me because she really likes it. She said it's really good. the The premise is bonkers. From just like, well, is it that he lands in North Korea? He lands in North Korea. No, he's a North Korean police officer, soldier, something, and she's like paraglide, paragliding or something, and accidentally lands in North Korea. And then he, from what the the synopsis is, that he then has to protect her, which that I am down with that. But like paragliding into. North Korea is one of the funniest <laughs> concepts I can think of. Like, <laughs> like all the ways to get into North Korea. Parasailing, whatever you call it. And that actually reminds me of what I'm watching now, Psychopath's Diary with my boyfriend, Yoon Shiyun. Mm-hmm. It's another one where I'm really enjoying it, but every now and then I'm like, is this supposed to be funny? Because it is funny. It's a comedy, but it's another serial killer one. So he like, there's a serial killer and Yoon witnesses him committing a murder. And when he's trying to run away from him, he gets hit by a car. And he has the serial killer's diary on him. So he gets amnesia and he finds the diary and thinks he's the serial killer. <laughs> and it's funny because Yoon Tsun is classic. Classic. Yeah, he's a total pushover. So it's really a funny concept. But every now and then I'm like, should I be laughing at this? Because it's about a serial killer. And like, well, for me, that was, he is psychometric. The whole thing. It's like all these murders are almost funny. Yeah. But then there's this overarching murder from when they were children when like the show expects you to take that very seriously. And yeah. it's like, why am I taking this one murder so seriously? Yes. When they are solving weekly all these other murders that are quite That's funny. Silly. That's exactly the the tone of this because it's like the actual serial killer serial killer is very scary, but Yoon Shiyun is hysterical and him thinking he's a serial killer, he like keeps acting out scenes from movies because he thinks that's how he will appear tough, and it's <laughs> it's so it's so funny and silly, but but then it's also very upsetting. <laughs> You're like, I really don't know where to fall in this because this is a lot of emotions back and forth all at once. But I'm liking it. I'm also watching the new Nam Gung Min show Stove League about a baseball team. And I actually think Greg and Jeff might be interested in it because they're big baseball fans and it's a lot about the politics of the clubhouse. Speaking of which, okay, well, I've, I, cause I'm not going to say you and I share an account online, but mm-hmm. I happen to see what you watch when I watch shows. <laughs> so I can see what you're watching. And I always love seeing that you're watching Stove League. 
And so I read up on, you know, what it's about and who's in it. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm totally going to watch this with Greg again. Because every now and then we will watch a show together. Mm-hmm. And I think he would love it. Also, speaking of American news, there are so many South Korean baseball players right now. The Cardinals. We, the Becky and I are Cardinals fans. Yeah, lifelong cards, cards fans. And um, they just drafted a pitcher from Korea. A men so you're yeah it's the yeah everything's coming up becca and meg everything is coming up becca and megan and well we were my husband was like telling me about him and he's like well his last name's kim or is that his first name so then it started this whole debate about how you know what usually when they're in america they they move that surname to the end and and Mm -hmm. they kind of adapt to our culture which i wish they wouldn't do but whatever they can do whatever they want and it was just a fun a fun light conversation for all the holiday road tripping we were doing this year well it's great because when you take an active interest in any other kind of like part of the world or culture it does bring up conversations and you learn so much about the way people live in other places i think I feel like part of this is just nonstop learning and that's cool. Mm-hmm. Well, I also am very excited because my daughter has a new classmate and her real name is Kimberly and she goes by Kim. And my daughter came home and told me that a South Korean was going to her school now. And I was so excited. And I was like, no, that's an American first name for a girl usually, sweetie. Like that's, Kimberly. that's what that is. But yes. <laughs> oh, sweet All right. Sweet Allison. She's the best. Well, I don't know. I don't have much else to say. I don't have any other updates. I just no. feel bad that we ghosted everybody for so long. It really was not our intention. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so hard for us now, though, to get together because we both leave super early in the morning for work. And by the time we get home, I now have four children that I need to nurse and do homework for and bathe and give dinner to. And then it's bedtime and then it's my bedtime. So it's... Yeah. Hard for us to get together. I'm sorry, everyone. We might not be able to do this as regularly as before, but we'll keep trying when we can to jump on and and chat and still interact with you guys online. So we're on Facebook. We're on, uh, what's it called? Twitter. (laughs) And that's probably where we are the most active, for sure, is Twitter. Yeah. Yes. Uh, We're Um, on there all the time. We'll see ya. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. If there's anything you guys want to talk about, let us know. And more importantly, I would love to know what everybody else has been up to because that's where I get ideas on what I should be doing next. Cause I'm a follower, not a leader guys. Same. <laughs> I need inspiration. Tell us what shows you've been watching, what you've loved, any new artists. That's how I've been finding all these great new K-pop songs. Yeah. I was like, have you seen this? Have you heard this? And it makes me feel hip and young. And I'm I'm the opposite of both of those things. So you need to help me. Same. I'm just tired. That's like (laughs) one defining word. Um, And if for anybody who's emailed and I haven't gotten back to you, I'm going to get caught up soon, I promise. So you can still email me at Megan at NuniaBusiness.com, Becca at NuniaBusiness.com. We we will respond. Uh, We're just still adjusting to our lives right now. But it's a good thing. It's all good. 2019 was a year of growth. I feel like that's a great thing. We just uh, had to take a short break. Sorry, everybody. Lots of growth, but we're still here and we're still rabid fangirls. So, (laughs) yes, that that's one thing that has not changed. No, thank God. 
Thank goodness. All right. Well, I wish everybody a prosperous new year and we will chat with all of you soon.